Welcome to the Built from the Ground Up podcast, where we learn together how to build a chimney service business. We'll learn what not to do, what we should be doing, how much we're going to fail, but ultimately, how to succeed. I'm your host, Justin Neary. Thanks for joining me. All right, I'm back. It's been a long time, a real long time since I've done a podcast. And in this format, I'm doing one completely live. So if you're part of it, you can you can uh, put some comments on. I've, I've got a new platform. I'm not using what everyone uses. I am using a program called OBS Studio, and I'm streaming that from there. I've set up some graphics and whatnot. It's set up to have guests, and so this will be a new a new way of doing this for me. But I appreciate you joining me, and I wanted to talk about something specific today, but there's been a lot going on since the last, last podcast. You know, I'm talking about building a service-based business, and it up to this point has been heavily geared toward the chimney world because that's my industry but i've been opened up to a bigger world of service businesses and building things and that's helping me to 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 get a better picture of how to grow this thing Um, nothing against chimneys but even the biggest chimney company or business biggest chimney companies are really very tiny compared uh, to what's out there in the service industry, perhaps in the HVAC world, or even even in garage doors. There's some a big company um, that makes our chimney industry, the biggest company, look like, like super tiny. And that's fine. It doesn't matter. Size of a company is not an indication of success. Uh, success is measured by the person um, running the thing and, and figuring out if that's successful for them or not. But today I wanted to talk about something super specific. I don't think you care about too much where I'm at with my business. We've been growing, um, but I'm not going to talk about that today. I wanted to talk about something that is that blew my mind this week. And, you know, thinking about the customer experience, we might think that our service business is incredible it's awesome our marketing is great and this is a side point um until you get a book by dan antonelli um branded not blanded i believe that's the title you it's it's amazing how like i thought you know my brand is okay i didn't never thought it was great because i just did it pretty quickly when i started up but now i see how everyone's brand stinks like the majority of the companies around me. And it's not their fault. They just don't know. And mine is terrible. So that's something that I'm working on. But that's part of the customer experience too. There's a whole lot about that. I suggest you read that book. Um, It's got a lot of pictures in it. It's very well uh, done. But it changed my whole view on my brand and why I need an awesome one and why I don't have one. But now let's just assume I have an awesome brand. You do. Customer experience is incredibly important, and I thought and think that ours is pretty good for what we do in our our, chimney company. It's all it always could be better, but it's like you know, we're showing up at their house, sweeping a chimney. Their expectations are generally low. Um, They think of Mary Poppins style chimney sweeps, and it doesn't 
seem like it's a big deal. It's like, okay, you go there clean and just, you know, have somewhat of a uniform uh, with some, you know, like here's my shirts. Okay, we have this little, or a little logo there and on the back, you know, there's a good uniform. Well, it's not very good. It's It's got to get better. You know, we do t-shirts and, and co um, darker colored pants. Um, but we don't have one set color anyway. That's that's a branding issue. We're going places with that. It's that's coming. We're gonna we're gonna have some awesome stuff. That's my plan. Anyway, customer experience again. I thought ours was good until I decided I was going to get my Tundra, my Toyota Tundra's oil changed at the dealer. Go ahead and laugh at me if you will, if you want to. You know, it's it's. Who's going to take their car to get the oil changed at the dealer? Well, I did, and I'm so glad I did. Because, one, here's what here's what happens. I picked up the phone. Actually, I had my wife do it for me. I generally have someone else handling the maintenance of the vehicles because I can't, I can't do it. We have four, and that's not many. But I need someone else to do that for me because I forget. Anyway, this time I was driving the, the, the Tundra, and I knew it needed to be done, so I wanted to get get it taken care of and not have to leave that with uh, Jason to take care of. So I, I wanted it done that day. I had the ability to drop it off that day. I had some time before another appointment uh, looking at some uh, a new space for us. So I pull into the, the, the Toyota dealership, and I'm greeted by this person. Like, there's all these signs, and they're telling me where to go. Like, I'm not confused. I, I know exactly where to go. I've been there before. But now I get there, and things are different than the last time. I, I make my little left turn in this giant parking lot and there's this little like building thing that looks pretty cool. It's like a, it's not one of those little like um, gatekeeper buildings. Like they're like four by four. This thing is like, has a real size to it and it looks nice. It doesn't look like someone just threw it together, but it looks like it was well planned out. And before I can come to a complete stop, a person comes out and greets me and they have this thing cone thing with a number to put on my car my truck so they they immediately start this tracking process of my vehicle through the their pipeline they just asked for my name didn't have to give them all this information they just looked it up they had an ipad there and then the person told me you know you're going to proceed ahead see where those two gentlemen are there just drive to that side of that bay and they'll, they'll take care of you from that point and, and direct you where to go next. So I'm like, okay, cool. They were expecting me. I'm a little early. They know I'm coming. I see a pipeline. I see a production line. People are moving. There's a bunch of employees, and they all have something very specific to do. I get in there. Um, they immediately guide me in and tell me, you know, they're doing the – come here okay and then stop you know they're, they're getting me to pull into the distance I need within seconds they come to my door tell me what's next and they say we're gonna get Chris he's gonna be taking care of you today now I, I've got a person assigned to me now it's like okay I know what they're up to they're gonna th this person's gonna be selling me stuff the whole day or this whole appointment fair fair enough because that's what his job is but I'm gonna talk about what took place so, cause I'm, 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 you know, oh, what are they going to be selling me? I don't need anything. Just want an oil change. I want it fast. Okay. And I want the 10,000 mile oil change. I don't want the, the one that the local mechanic, um, does a three or 4,000, you know, synthetic, all that, whatever. 
They know what to do with my car. They're the authority. They're the dealer. They're going to do the right thing. That's what you would hope. That's your expectation. Logos everywhere. It's nice and clean. So this is my process through here. Okay, now, like, I don't know, two, three minutes later, Chris comes by. He explains to me what's going to take place. Um, he, he's talking to me like a human being. He immediately says, oh, soot soldiers. I was just told to give you guys a call. Now, I might have thought that was baloney. That could be a technique to, like, get me into um, a mode of, of trust and, and feeling like um, he knows who I am. Long story short, he showed me text. Someone did refer us to him. So that wasn't just a game. But it was a good conversation to have with me right away because now I'm like, oh, this guy knows me or knows my company. We, he's gotten a referral. And now I'm, I'm, I'm just feeling better about this situation. He then says I can come with him. I'm in the, in the front garage thing, and they've got all this high-tech equipment. There's a counter on my right. There's, there's guys dressed real nice, you know, clean cut. They're on computers. They're just Everyone knows what's going on. Chris takes me out, tells me what asks, you know, goes through what I already made the appointment for, and he says, "Okay, no problem. We'll get you right in." And he has me follow him over to the place where customers will wait. Now, what Chris did is he took me and asked me if I needed anything. Would you like something to eat? Would you like something to drink? And he took me over to the counter where they have a place that it's like a commercial establishment. They used to have a Dunkin' Donuts there in the in the Toyota dealer. Now it's just like a like a cafe type thing. And he says, get whatever you want. It, and it's on my tap. Don't worry about it. Get whatever you want. You sure you don't want to? And I'm like, no, nah, that's okay. But by the time he he got me to accept a wrap, a, a turkey wrap and a water. And then he brought me over to the nice cushioned seats. And I'm sitting there. There's TV. There's fireplace. This whole experience is like top-notch i feel like i'm a vip and i'm just getting my oil changed but it's like you know what they're gonna do they're gonna try to sell me all this stuff i don't need and that's what they're doing they're trying to do that but they're setting you up for it but they're not setting you up for things you don't need and i'm going to talk about that in just a moment so i sit there i'm on my computer i'm doing some work i've got free wi-fi i eat my sandwich or my wrap he comes back out in a little while. I'm getting texts along the way. Hey, if you need anything, this is like, you know, giving me his information. If you need anything, just text me or give me a call. Um, I'll keep you posted on your vehicle. He comes out and he says, all right, the, you know, the, the oil change is done. And here's some stuff I want to go over with you. Now, it's like, okay, here it comes. Well, what he does is he sends me a link before I even, it's, I already have it on my phone. The link is, a video from the technician going over my vehicle. He, and it's fast. It's like 30, 40 seconds tops. And it's showing me my the tread measurements. It's showing me my levels of this, that, and the other. And there's video associated with it. And it basically, he's telling, oh, my brake wear, everything's good. This is good. That's good. That's good. That's good. So I've got the all the goods. He's showing me the good things, not the bad things. So now think about that. That's really an important part of this showing the good because you know it's like i don't want to hear the bad because you're going to just sell me try to sell me all this stuff no they're showing me the good things then he brings out this printout and if you're live watching you can see this it's it's all printed out now when i went into that place they drove my truck forward and they drove it over this 
computerized laser beam machine that checked my tr my tire tread, checked my alignment, prints all that stuff out. They've got a nice printout with my name on it, my VIN number, all the the things about my car. May require future attention, check boxes. It's it's pretty cool. It's basically an inspection report. If you're in the chimney world, it's a it's an inspection report. Then they have a section of recommendations. You know, we recommend, and this is in red saying it needs immediate attention, you know, your your air filters and all that stuff, which my vehicle needs that to be done. I haven't done that since I bought it. It's a couple years old. Now we get into the the nice to have in need of attention soon things. Now this is all the stuff that it's like, I don't need this stuff. I already know about this stuff. I've looked it up. It's not essential. But some people might want it. It's not that you need it. I don't need a throttle body cleaning service. Um, I th it's basically useless. But it tells you the reason why in this paper. And it's not lying. It's legitimate. It's things that probably most guys will never do. But in reality, it's something that maybe someone wants. Now, Chris didn't pressure me at all. He's just like, here's some things. You know, here's your here's your blah, blah, blah so on and so forth, yada, yada, yada. And then there's a, then there's at the end a repair estimate. So they're, they want to do all this stuff. They don't want to do it. They're offering me. That's like the way it was presented. Now, obviously, they want to do that. They're getting paid. This guy's getting paid a commission on, and on all the repair services he sells me. But he didn't pressure me. There's $1,800 $1, worth of repair work that I might want to have done. Throttle body cleaning for 150 Perform fuel induction service 169, injector cleaning 229, brake fluid exchange 219, rear differential fluid exchange 199, all this stuff, and it comes out to like 1700 bucks. I'm not going to do it, but maybe along the line there's something I do want to do. And at the top is, you know, here's my here's my oil change. Now it cost me 150 bucks for an oil change. That's the world we live in. It's probably a little bit more than the regular garage. But I got good synthetic oil that lasts forever. And I even got, you know, pictures of my uh, tire tread. They, like, scanned my tire. They know the tread of my tire because it went over this laser machine. That's what my tires look like. They showed me my alignment. They gave me this report and then gave me the nice-to-have things. Then... I just said, yeah, I don't want to do that right now. No problem. Took care, you know, now we finalized the bill. If you want to do it later, let me know. There's a discount. You know, it's a, it's a sales process, but it's a numbers game there. They're running vehicles through there like crazy, but they're not treating me like some, <laughs> what I don't even know how to describe it. I just, they're, they're treating you like a VIP, okay? This is the important part. When it's time to sell somebody something, that they don't think they need or they don't know they want, you've got to take the time with them. Now, they took the time. This guy talked to me. He, he probably talked too much, but he gave me his attention, right? I was important or I perceived that I was important to him at that moment because he needs to make money. I get it. So, he, he, you know, he might want to sell me some stuff. Fine. Show me, the show me why. Show me what I need. Let me decide. Don't pressure me. But give me the data. So he gave me this report. Now, I also got that emailed to me. Then when I concluded this appointment, you know, I drive off. 
and I look up in my, my where the sticker for the oil change is, there's a QR code that says, next appointment, just scan this and make an appointment. Everything about the transaction and making the appointment was super easy, super convenient, and they gave me all kinds of support material along the way. They gave me the perks. They gave me a f whatever I wanted to eat. All these things added up. Um, I've been to garages that, you know, it's like the same guy who who fixes your car comes out and he's all dirty and he's still wiping his hands off, you know, with the rag. And he's saying, well, we found this, that, and the other. And it's like you don't believe them because there's nothing to show. You don't feel comfortable about it. It's, you know, he just popped in and he's rushing because he's got to get to the next car. So think about this experience I thought about it and it's like how can I make the experience that my company provides feel this way to customers and there's a lot you can come up with I'm not done figuring this out yet but we need to do this we need to do something similar in the service business if one the guys show up at the appointment dirty maybe it's their second third appointment but they're dirty What's that going to say to the customer? What's our communication before the appointment's even made? Let's forget about even showing up. Is it easy to make an appointment? Do you have the ability in your system now? And I'm not talking about a cell phone for a main number. Can you text? Can your customers text you? Can they get someone at all hours of the night? Can they text Sunday evening and... Monday morning, someone continues that conversation, or do, does someone respond Sunday evening right in time with them? Can they make an appointment without actually speaking to people? Now, you know, this is foreign to a lot of companies, I think, and a lot of uh, individuals in the service industry. People are making less phone calls than ever before, in my opinion. I, I don't want to make phone calls, for one. I want to text as much as possible. Don't call me unless you text me first. My voicemail very rarely gets checked. And I'm that's just the way things are. Like, just text me if it's important. Tell me what you need. I'll call you back as soon as I can. But who, who really calls people at this point? I mean, there's a segment of people that do, uh, a demographic, but it's kind of unnecessary. Texting is the future. That People want to book online. They don't want to talk to people. Just type in what they have. When, are, when is someone going to be there? Can you be there when I want you there, not when the company has availability? This changed my perspective on what I'm doing. Like I thought we were doing good, and we are, but what else can we do to add this huge higher level of service before the appointment even begins and then during it? You know, we're, we're just performing a service. In our case, we're cleaning chimneys, okay? What can we do that no one else has thought of? Now, here's something I, I, I think that will go a long way. Um, you know, when you think of, and before I get there, but when you think of um, car rental space, I'm, Enterprise, remember Enterprise? You know Enterprise. They're huge now. But I, when they were, they were struggling for a while along with others. And they said, why don't we do this? Uh, we'll just pick people up. They need to rent. They need to to rent a car, but then they don't have to get someone to drop them off. Enterprise will pick you up. Remember, <laughs> it's huge. 
it's such an amazing thing. That's all they had to do was just go pick people up and it, it made their business explode. So what thing can you do? What things can I do to just be a little different, be a lot different? Here's what I thought of. You know, you can do this with texts and, and emails ahead of the, the appointment, and you should be doing this already, like reminders ahead of time. Um, but what happens, like, when we get to the, the home of the person, they don't know what we're going to do. We can tell them what we're going to do. But what if we handed them a little card? I don't know, however big. And it had some pictures, some check boxes, whatever, some, some cool drawings, nicely designed. I'm not talking, like, something that looks lame. I'm talking fully designed by a designer. The branding matches, so you need to have branding first in your company. You probably just have um, vinyl letters on your truck, and the logo is probably clip art, slightly modified like mine. But what if you sent, hand them a piece of paper? And it explains everything that's going to happen on that appointment. First, we're going to come in with our drop cloths. Two, then we're going to start inspecting. Three, then you're, and then it says, you know, you're welcome to watch. It gives them the whole process so they have something to look at. They know what you're going to do. And you can communicate this verbally. But how much more important do they feel when you hand them something that tells exactly what they should expect with this appointment? How long it's going to take? Um, any questions that, you know, just these little things are huge. Invite them along on the inspection when you do it and then for the love of peter send them an inspection report and get it to them as soon as possible go over it with them on site show them the things that are wrong and then go into a sales process yes go into a sales process you must sell repairs but don't be a sleazeball about it show them the options that they have don't be afraid to say hey you should get a multi-flu cap and here's why and choose the most expensive one and show it to them show them pictures of what it'll look like treat them like a vip now if it's a wood appliance sweep a fireplace a stove why not give them a, a moisture meter because that's one of the things in our industry in the chimney world it's like burn dry wood please Nobody knows how to do that, it seems like. Give them a moisture meter. Buy a case, two cases of them. Up your price, whatever it costs to provide that, and give it to them. Um, you install a new stove. Give them a basket or a new like you know set of tools. Things like that. Make them feel like VIPs. Anyway, that's enough from that. Like So that's, that's just what I learned from the, the Toyota situation. It blew my mind. Because it was just every little thing that added up. And the, the time I was there before, it wasn't to that level. It was almost there. But this last time, it was they, they took it up a notch. And I know they worked hard on it. And it, it shows. I mean, it, it just, what a process. So I think that's something that we can all learn from. And that's, that's really all I'm going to talk about. I'm going to keep this really short. Um, there are so many things to do in business. It's If you're in the chimney world, it's crazy busy right now. But what I'm trying to realize is I cannot forget to do the things that are important. It's like, we oh, we'll do that later. Well, people are the most important part of this thing. The employees, it all starts with them. 
So you've got to take care of them and then you've got to take care of the customer. And another thing, you know, recently that I've learned is there will be catastrophes. Things will go wrong. You will install a product for someone and they say, I hate it. Take it out. What do you do? How do you respond to that? How do you feel about it? It's like, oh, no, I'm losing all this money or whatever. Take that situation. Stop panicking and say, well, here's a, here's a, a new chance for me to learn a lesson. What do I need to do to fix the situation? What am I going to learn from that? And what I do recently is it's like, oh man, we got to do all this. What are we going to do? I need a new cap and it's seven feet long. And it's like, it took two months to get. Step one, what is step one? You know, okay, call the manufacturer, see how long it will take. Call the customer, talk to them about what the situation is. Like, don't try to do the whole thing in your mind, figure it out all at once, the catastrophe. Take it step by step and only think about the next step when the first step is complete. And then always the whole time think, what am I learning? How is this making me how and my company better? What lesson, lesson can I learn from this? It's really hard, but it's doable. And uh, that's really the, the nuggets that I've been receiving. I mean, there's been so much that's changed since we last um, I've last recorded one of these. I want to try to do more of them on a regular basis and keep them short. And um, that's it for today, though. It's it's October. It's crazy time, but this is what we this is what we live for, I guess, in this business. This is the time of year we want. <laughs> so we got to stay positive and just not not lose our minds. Thanks for listening. Um, hopefully, this new format of being live worked. I hope it actually worked. I'll find out in just a little bit. But uh, thanks for joining me. Stay safe. Be careful. Wear your safety harnesses and helmets.